Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast for the 2020 Farmers Insurance Open from Tory Pines. This is an awesome show tonight. We're going to give you some life-changing information. It's going to be something that you will never have expected, and it literally could change your life. We're going to talk about a contest for the Players' Championship that we are really excited to bring to everybody. You do not want to miss that. Uh, in the Chunk and Run, we're going to talk about stats that we hate and think are not useful when playing PGA Tour DFS or betting on the PGA Tour whenever you're picking guys. It's going to be a good one. We've got a lot of picks, some strategy discussion. Tiger's back this week. Jordan Spieth is back this week. It's a big field. We're going to have a lot of fun. As always, we are brought to you by our friends at Fantasy National. No better stat engine, lineup builder, whatever research center that you could possibly go to on the interwebs for the PGA Tour other than Fantasy National. And if you go to fantasynational.com slash TJ and become a member today, you can uh, you get 20% off a weekly, monthly, or annual membership. Go ahead and give it a try. It's the only product we've used for the last couple years in terms of stats. We absolutely love it. You can trust the people over there. They, they do great work, and they are constantly improving the product. So check out fantasynational.com slash TJ to get that 20% off. For now, let's get to the show. We're the two at two at two at two at junkies. We're the two at two at two at two at junkies. PGA Tour fanatics, golf addicts, podcast juice, you gotta have it. Special guest, DFS, DB, and them long shots. From Augusta to Sawgrass, we got your picks, we got your stats. Catch a bus, catch a last, sip some rolls, lay with Pat. Two at two at two at two at junkies. We're the two at two at two at two at junkies. Alrighty, golf addicts, what's going on? It's the Farmers 2020. DB here, my man Pat Perry waiting in the wings. We have a jam-packed show tonight, a lot of good stuff to get to, not to mention the strongest field of the year so far with Tiger returning. Jordan Spieth is back this week, Pat. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about him. This is going to be an electric episode. One of I, 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 I'm feeling good about it. We're going to try to keep it crisp, keep it moving. But we got some really good stuff to talk about, including a couple of amazing contests, one involving the Players' Championship and one involving the Masters. You are not going to want to miss that. Thank you to everybody who's joining on YouTube, watching live on YouTube. We appreciate that. Um, Pat, I, I, we normally hit this after, but you know the, the Amex, I want to move quickly. It is what it is. Andrew Landry came out and won. This, this continues to be an event where... You know, long shots can win. He was like 300 to 1 to win this thing. Uh, it's a birdie fest like we talked about. We had some pretty good picks. The perfect DraftKings lineup would have been Landry, Answer, Bud Cauley, Scotty Scheffler, Sebastian Kaplan, and Sepp Straka. You would have scored 783 points, and you would have only spent $44,500 on DraftKings, leaving $5,500 on the table, which is insane. Um, but, you know, a decent tournament to watch down the stretch. We had some good picks. Uh, Bud Cauley was a good one. Scheffler obviously paid off. Uh, good to see our boy Sebastian Kaplan, who we've interviewed on the podcast before. If you hadn't listened to that, go check it out. He is a, a good dude. Um, it, was, it was a good event. It is what it is, but I think we just move on. Do you have anything that you'd like to add about the Amex? And we will go ahead and be done with that. No, I got nothing. It was a, it was a good tournament. Um, glad to get the you know a pro-am event out of the way we still got another one coming up here uh soon at, at uh 
at Pebble Beach with three courses, three days, all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, it's just kind of an annoying tournament to me. But, I, you know, look, some people like that format. So, hey, yeah. Ben, Chalk Bomb Ben, he loves it. He's like one of his favorite events of the year. So, And, you know, speaking of that, I mean, we got to give Ben credit. The Chalk Bomb's been pretty good lately. You yeah. definitely haven't been mad at us for the Chalk Bomb if you faded him uh, so far this year. It's paid, it's paid off. So uh, if you're not subscribing to the Chalk Bomb, not sure what you're doing, uh, hit us up if you need to know how to do that. Uh, before we get into this week's course breakdown, which we have two golf courses, um, two golf courses this week, we're going to talk through. Uh, we got to we got to pay the bills, Pat. And you know, there's some people here, including yourself, and and sometimes me, living in chronic pain. You know what I mean? And it's the worst. Many of our listeners probably have some some pain that's maybe pre- prevented them from relaxing or sleeping or even stopped them from exercising potentially, Pat. I know you had a recently painful experience on New Year's. Uh, I was going to see if you wanted to share briefly with us what happened. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, you know, people like me over 40 years old, we live in pain every single day of our life. So uh, it just is what it is. But let me tell you something. New Year's Eve, um, so New Year's Eve is a, is a fun night. Now, I, I like it is amateur night for most folks, uh, I feel like. But in my neighborhood, it's a fantastic party. I'm not going to get into it. It's incredible. Uh, it's huge. It's huge. Um, but and we take our golf carts pretty much everywhere we go in the community. It's it's kind of nice. Um, hashtag gated gated life. And on the way home from said New Year's Eve event. Uh, I may have been tipsy, I don't know. I feel like it was a little bit of a faulty golf cart. Long story short, long story short, there was um, there was a faultiness that happened within the golf cart, not me, not the driver. Uh, I happened to hit a curb and I flew out onto the sidewalk. Um, and luckily for me, uh, so basically I was thrown out of the golf cart. Let's just get down to it. Luckily for me, I'm very skilled at being able to contort my body even in midair, and I happened to land on my shoulder, not my head, my shoulder first, and then I kind of rubbed across the pavement with the head a little bit, but nothing, I didn't have a concussion or anything like that. And um, so anyway, it was it was quite painful, yeah. especially in the shoulder area, the muscles and that kind of stuff. So the that very was very re- muscles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, Pat did have this problem. Now, lucky for us, we'd already agreed to terms with uh, our friends at Omax Health Cryofreeze, mm-hmm. and we already had a sample yeah. that we could I- readily get into. And if you're looking to get rid of nagging muscles, joint pain immediately, provide some long-lasting recovery, then you need to try the natural pain relief solution cryofree cbd roll-on developed by omax health it's a non-prescription triple action pain relief roll-on specifically formulated to block the pain receptors reduce inflammation and improve your muscle and joint flexibility it's all natural and the cbd powered remedy works it's magic within about 10 minutes and lasts up to eight hours much longer than over-the-counter products and pat i know you were like hey you know maybe i should use this uh, cbd stuff on my shoulder let me tell you something there is a, a point after you fall out your golf cart and hit your shoulder um, very yeah. athletically that you have to you wake up and you're you know the alcohol yeah. wears off so you you got to do something let me tell you i was rolling on some cryo freeze i mean like i mean i may yeah. have over overused it i'm not sure but this it it was fantastic it worked my shoulder felt great i even i even dove into the drops 
I mean, the drops were there for. I mean, they, yeah. they sent us some samples. Yeah. Um, but let me tell you, that roll-on stuff is fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, it's good stuff. Well, they're offering our listeners 20% off a full bottle of cryo-free CBD pain relief roll-on plus free shipping. Everybody get your roll-on. That discount also applies towards any product on the site. You go to omaxhealth.com today. Enter promo code TOURJUNKIES. That is O-M-A-X health.com. Enter code tour junkies. Get your 20% off your cryo freeze and anything else site wide. By the way, Kyle Stanley uses uh, the, the cryo freeze CBD and they have 95% five star reviews on the page. Go check it out. At least give it a shot if you're into the CBD thing. If you're getting older like we are, you're going to need a little bit of help. So go to omaxhealth.com. Enter promo code tour junkies. Get that 20% off. And thankfully, our boy Pat is okay. He's safe and sound. Yeah. Um, you didn't miss a beat, buddy. So why don't you get right up into it and uh, let's talk about these golf courses, any key stats you're looking at, and let's get into Tory Pines because after Tory Pines and after the picks, I cannot wait to share some unexpected advice that nobody knew they needed, and it is going to potentially alter the lives of our listeners. It is extremely important advice. Uh, or, or insight about something that's that's happening in the world today that you're going to want to know about. And then we have two contests that we're going to talk about, the Players' Championship and the Masters. Big stuff happening there. So I'm, I'm ready to get to that exciting stuff. But we did do our research. We did do our research. I'm feeling good about the picks. But let's hear about the golf course first. All right, well, you know, we're at the Farmers Insurance this week, and this is a fantastic field. That's the first thing you got to talk about when it comes to this course. I mean, I mean, this tournament. I mean, we got Tiger, we got Rory, John Rahm, defending champ Justin Rose. I mean, we even got Jason Day. You know, it, as long as he for doesn't now. get the we have him as for long now. as he as long as he doesn't get the sniffles. Uh, so it's it's a great field. So I'm, very, I'm just looking forward to it. We got two courses this week. You got to start off at the Torrey Pine South Course though, playing as a par seventy two almost 7,700 yards. That's a lot. That's big, a lot of yards. big boy track. Big a lot of track. yards. Poana Greens on this course. So we get Poana for the first time this year. That's like year. how many yards Raheem Mostert had last night. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, we have good, POA yeah. Annua Greens. Yeah, POA Annua, if anybody, that shout out 2015 or 16, Pat. <laughs> Pat. Um, so, you know, and those can, they can be pretty tricky. I think you get definitely, if you want to look at a stat when it comes to Poana Greens, you got to look maybe back 75, 100 rounds, look at guys who put well on those greens. Uh, this course was renovated last year, though, ahead of the uh, 2021, so next year's U.S. Open, where they, they're going to have it here at Torrey Pines. They did renovate it a little bit. They, you know, changed some tee boxes up, changed a little bit of the bunkering. Nothing, nothing huge, but I mean, I mean, it is, it could make a little bit of a difference. Pretty deep rough out here. Our boy Ben Little played out here. When did, when was it he was sending those those pictures? Was that like two months ago, a month ago? Uh, it was less than that. It was like a month ago. Yeah, yeah. and the and the and the rough was like I mean it was up there. So yeah. I don't know. You know, we'll see. We'll hear some hear from some some caddies this week and uh, get a little more intel. Uh, but I do think the rough is going to be penal. Um, obviously, a very long course. Um, Kakuya fairways. Kikuya. Kikuya. Yeah, four par four par. Kikuya. Kikuya. Can't even talk. Four par fives on this course. All play pretty tough. I do think driving distance is certainly something to look at. Um, you know, ten of the last fourteen winners here have all finished top thirty in driving distance uh, for the for the season. So maybe something to look at. Um, switching over to the north course, par seventy two. It's playing just over seventy two hundred yards. Obviously much shorter. Bent grass greens. 
I think that's interesting. They they don't they just put that in maybe a year or two ago, so they got bent grass as opposed to POA over on the that north course. I don't know if I'm gonna pay too much attention to that, but it's just a little oddity there to notice. Um, but this you is just definitely me of something. This is definitely the course uh, they've got to be scoring on whichever day they get it. And I can say this right now, it looks like the weather throughout the tournament is going to be pretty benign. Like as far as the wind, nothing. So I don't think it matters which day you get either course. It's probably going to be about the same conditions. But you got to score when you get the north course. These par fives, you got to take advantage of. Um, you, you certainly, um, again, that that's that, that's the course you're going to need to to play well on uh, leading up into the weekend. And they're obviously going to play the south course twice. Saturday and Sunday if they do make the cut. For me, for stats, uh, I mentioned driving distance. That's something I'm looking at. Always looking at course history and form. I do think scrambling's key. Pretty small greens out here on Torrey Pine South, so very difficult to hit. I think scrambling always comes into play when you got difficult to hit greens. Um, I think driving accuracy. Now, I know that bombers are going to do well here, but if the rough is up and, you know, it's, it's looking like you know, whatever the rough's going to look like. I do think there's a, a little bit of driving accuracy that you got to So what are we doing? Are we driving distance, driving accuracy? What are we doing here? I think you're looking at both. You're looking at, like, total driving. Like a I don't guy look at both. Here's fairways, can hit it long. You can be both, David. You can hit it, you I can can. Hit it long. I cannot be both. No, I cannot be Yeah, both. but there are people <laughs> out there that are pro golfers that can hit it long and hit fairways. Okay? Okay. All right? Um, so there you go. I'm not going to mention anything else. Past champions, Justin Rose last year, Jason Day in 2018 for the second time, John Rahm in 17. We had Sneds in 16, his second time as well, in horrible weather, by the way. Uh, but he kind of got out ahead of it when he when he won that. Uh, and then 2015 was Jason Day, his first victory. By the way, Tiger's in the field. I mentioned that. He's won here seven times, and that is not including the U.S. Open in 2008. So it's just something to take note of. There's, oh, out of the way. Okay, let me go through just a few things. 156 players in this field, T65 and ties cut after round two, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. There you go. Now you can talk, David. Love it. Love it, Pat. I'm not going to really add much in terms of the golf course. I do think um, there's a couple things to note. When you look at these past champs, you have – Tiger, who's won here eight times, like you mentioned. Jason Day's won here a couple times. Uh, Phil's won here three times. Bubba's won here. Now, Snedeker's won, won twice. And you look at that group, and you're like, what's going on with what? – Snedeker seems to be an outlier. If you look at the years yeah. where Snedeker played well, he definitely played well when the conditions were much tougher. Uh, if you look at the last couple years, we've had, like you mentioned, rather benign conditions that are coming that, – that look to be coming this week. No rain in the forecast. Uh, very little wind. Um, so it's it's – Torrey's still a difficult golf course, and it will be interesting to see if they set it up a little harder, which may be why the rough is up, in 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 as a leadoff to next year's U.S. Open. Because I don't know, I can't remember if you mentioned that, but Torrey's hosting next year's U.S. Open, so you know it'll be interesting to see if they make it a little tougher. But it's going to play as easy as it can in terms of weather. I think weather's going to allow it to play as easy as it can. Um, and I think for that reason, that's where, to me, I just want the bombers. I want the long, the long hitters. I want the guys who uh, are going to have shorter irons because these greens are small on the south course. They're very small. They're tough to hit. And I like that you mentioned the scrambling because I do think that's, that's something to take note of. Strokes gained around the green is something I also looked at uh, because no matter how long you are, no matter how, how it's going, these greens are small. And there, there has been very little rain, and there's not going to be rain this week, so they could be firm. 
Um, you know, you could see guys having a hard time holding these greens. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure how that's going to go. Plus, if you're hitting it out of the rough, you're catching flyers. You're going to have to scramble no matter who, whoever plays the best is still going to have to scramble a good bit out here at Torrey. So I do think that's something to, uh, to weigh. Um, I am weighing, you know, POA putting because I think that's, that's something to take note of. I mean, POA is a very special skill set to have. Almost anybody can putt well on bent grass for a round. And that's what they're going to get at the north course. They're only going to get one round on the north course. If the bent grass is pure, which it probably is, you know, bent is, is you, you, what you see is what you get. What you read, how the grain is going, how the grass is, is, is moving is what it is. So it's not, it's not rocket science, unlike POA where it's a lot of, it's just, it's tough. So I'm not really weighing bent grass statistics. I think that's kind of a waste. I'm looking at POA. Uh, I'm looking at par five scoring. You got to take advantage of the par fives here. I think that's important. Um, so I, j I just think that's something to take note. Is just the difficulty and, and guys like Snedeker. It's, it's like when Zach Johnson won the Masters. You know, it was like it was, uh, it was brutal yeah, conditions. Was yeah. You know, windy, wet, nasty. It, you know that that just tends to pop. So I think this year we're going to see a score similar to what we've seen the last three years. I mean, last year Justin Rose won this thing at 21 under. Jason Day before that at 10 under and John Rahm at 13. I don't think we're going to get to 21 because I do think the course is going to play tougher, but I think the winning score could be 15. I think the winning score could be 13 to 15 under. Um, so I think you're still going to have to go low. So I like well, I the think box. especially with what they're going to be able to do, it's probably to the north course on whatever day they get it. You're going to, you're going to have somebody at 10, 11 under maybe going into the weekend. So then you get it. Yeah. I mean, so – yeah. Um, all right, let's get to it, man. You ready? Yeah, I am ready. We're going to start uh, 9K and above on DraftKings. Three tournament plays, a cash lock, and a fade in this range. Um, I'll start. I'll start. I am going to go ahead and start right up near the old top at 11 3. Not Rory McIlroy. I am gonna go ahead and and get on John Rom. I mean, get on him, DB. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on John. Uh, I'm all about him. I mean, he's play, he's won here. He enjoys it here. He's in incredible form. What else can you say about John Rom? Um, and I do think a lot of people are gonna gravitate towards Tiger and Rory. I think he could be potentially. A pivot play. Uh, we'll see what happens there in terms of tournaments, but I think he could be a pivot play. Um, all right, I'm going to drop down and then I'm going to come back and give you my favorite play in this range. I'm going to go ahead and go down to the bottom of the 9K range as well and play Sung J M at 9100. Now he's never played here before. This is his first time out, but um, obviously, I'm sorry, he did play here last year. He finished 52nd. Eh, you know, so not great. But 10th last week at the Amex, he continues to just be an absolute stud. And I like him. I, li I like him hanging in this field, making a cut at 9,100. I like the value. He checks every single box except for maybe driving distance. Uh, but he's putting. He puts well on POA. Uh, he's top 20 in this field in par five and greens and regulation. Scrambling's kind of middle of the pack, a little bit better than middle of the pack. So, um, and I like. I really just like the value at 9,100 on Sung Jay. And maybe folks are starting to grow weary of playing Sung Jay, or they see this star-studded field and. It's kind of a dead zone. Um, I could see that too. What is that? What, why are you doing that? Why are you making that weird movement? I just you, you like to distract me when somebody makes a comment or whatever, and so I'm just distracting you just okay. because I want to. Okay. Um, and then finally, my and I have something play. to say about Sungjae. But anyway, okay. My my favorite play in this range is a guy who's played here four times. 
Um, his best finish is a T25, and he has missed the cut all other times. And that is Xander Schauffele at $10,100. Uh, Runner-up at the Tournament of Champions, should have won, had it stolen from him when he three-putted, uh, lost to JT. Uh, Xander's just, I don't know. I, I just, he's a different player to me than those three guy, those three times he missed the cut here. He's a San Diego kid. He's a West Coast kid. He is, uh, I don't know, he's 14th in putting on POA over the last 100 rounds. He's 6th in par 5 scoring, 8th in greens in regulation, 24th in strokes gained around the green in recent form. He's obviously a bomber. 10-1 is an incredible value for Xander to me. Um, you, you have the win equity. I think, he, I think he would be motivated to win here in San Diego or I guess more, uh, more appropriately La Jolla. A La Jolla man clean to life. La Jolla. Um, La Jolla. La, jo- La-, La Jola. La Jola. Yeah. Um, he is also my cash play. I'm, I'm rolling with Xander in cash. Love that I can get him at 10-1 in a cash lineup. Um, so I'm going Xander and my fade in this range. I think I, I think could be a little bit of a surprising fade. Um, I'm going to fade Ricky Fowler at 9700 I am tempted by the value of Ricky Fowler. I'm tempted by his, uh, you know, Tempted by the fruit of another. I can't remember the words of that song. Fowler. <laughs> by the fruit of another, I believe. Tempted um, by the fruit of another. Okay, go ahead. Yikes. Yep, um, tempted by by all that, but here's the facts. He's a horrible POA putter, okay? Uh, he has a wretched course history here. He's missed three out of his last five cuts, and the other two cuts that he did make, he finished 66th and 61st. Now, here's something else about Fowler that a lot of people don't know just yet. He is now being coached by our buddy, John Tillery, which I'm excited about. I'm very much excited about that. Go JT. He also coaches kisner and scott brown bryce garnett um but he he talked he he said it very very subtly this week that he's working on a swing change and he's working on it with jt uh, and i think there's just something a little bit to that if you watched him sunday his ball striking was a little wonky at times now he can scramble and putt like no other but he doesn't putt very well on poa um, and I also think I'm going to get a little ownership leverage on him. I think everybody's going to see the finish last week at the Amex, um, you know, T10. Uh, I think everybody's going to see that, want to get on Fowler at that price range. So it's kind of a – I'm kind of planting a flag and put, you know, saying I'm going to fade a guy who I think is going to be chalk. Maybe he'll end up being the chalk bomb come Wednesday night. So I'm fading Fowler. That's my ballsy fade. All right, give me a quick recap on that, because I just need a little quick recap. Rom, Xander, and M. Xander and Cash, Fowler's the fade. Okay, I thought we had three GPPs in here. Rom, Xander, and M. Three GPPs. Okay. Xander is also my cash. Fowler is my fade. Okay. I think that that what's throwing me off is we have so much disagreement right here. So, or not necessarily, not necessarily disagree, not necessarily disagreement. Just we don't have the same players hardly at all, Uh, except for Xander. I'll start with that. He is a definite cash play for me. I love him this week. Checks all the boxes. Fourteenth in the in the field and and putting on Poa, all the things, whatever. (laughs) I love him. I love him. So I'm totally. Why are you laughing? When you were singing, Josh Kistler said, it sounds like Pat's impersonation of Jimmy Fallon's impersonation of Sting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, anyway, so 
I'm going to start at the top too, but I'm going to I'm I'm going to not fade him, but I'm I'm going to start with Tiger at 10-8. Love some Tiger. Look, here's the thing. This guy is is literally the best ball striker in the world right now. He's in great form. I mean, I don't I mean, I don't care what his ownership's going to be leading into this tournament. He's obviously won here a ton, so we can talk about course history and whatever else. But I mean, across the board, he checks all all the boxes when it comes to the stats. Obviously, we know he's always he's got the distance. You know, checks the box around the green. Uh, you know, par five scoring. He's eleventh in the field. He's twenty third in scrambling. I mean, tenth in ball striking. Look, the guy's just playing fantastic right now. I'm gonna play him. I don't care what his ownership's gonna be. So I do like some Tiger at ten eight. Uh, I mentioned Xander was my cash play. I do. I think he's a good tournament play as well, but I did kind of separate him out for, as, as a cash versus giving you kind of an extra pick with a couple GPP plays. I like Hideki at 9,900. I think he's a good play. Yeah, Jeff, you and 40% of other people. I've already seen all the chatter on Twitter about Hideki. He's going to be so freaking chalked this week. I can't even – I've already seen it. So you're, you're, you're chalk city so far with Tiger and Hideki. Okay. Let me explain something to the listeners here. DB spends most of his time during the day on Twitter. I do not, so I don't. I don't freaking know. I don't know that that Hideki and Tiger have, you know, so and so tout talking about them. I'm just giving. Hey, you guys by the way, thing. speaking of you and social media, can you please explain to me what that GIF was? That green strip on the Instagram story that you did today? Oh, it's supposed to be grass. I, 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 I searched grass, and that was like one of the first things that came up. You searched grass. Because uh. because on that particular clip, I was talking about the rough and the greens, and that like the rough and the greens came up in the same clip, and so I was like, okay, well, grass. So I, I couldn't I tell. I couldn't tell. It looked like a wavelength, like a green weight, like a It was sound waving wavelength. grass that was thick. Yeah, I thought it was per. I thought it was freaking perfect. Everybody, go look at uh, our Insta story. Go, go check out the story and tell me that. Tell me that's not the perfect little gift for that moment. I was like, what am I looking at? It like anyway, all right. So maybe, inside. maybe freaking Hideki's gonna be chalk. But it, I mean, I'm just going by what I see here. I mean, he's he's checking the box around the greens. You know, the guy is a. We all know he's a great ball striker. Um, <laughs> you, you look at. Why do you laugh? God, this is so freaking annoying. <laughs> I can't freaking talk without you laughing in the middle. Like Brian Halverson said, how are you going to explain your search of grass when your wife sees your search history? <laughs> it's insta- It was the Instagram search when you're doing the story, damn it. It was the stickers. Yeah, yeah, the stickers. Yeah, it's okay. not on right, Google. Like, and by so the way, I, not, she, I promise I will like, not interrupt If you. she checked the Google searches, that's <laughs> far from the worst thing she's going to find. <laughs> I mean, no, I can. Hey, I don't know that we've ever told this story. I won't tell it now because we got too much to talk about. Maybe at another time. I have gotten in trouble for Pat's Instagram searching before with my wife. I have. <laughs> Me, I got in trouble for Pat searching. All right, on let's Instagram. not let's not get into that. Let's not get into that. <laughs> um, anyway, so where was I? All right, I like Hideki. Whatever. I don't remember. Another one. Another guy I liked that I was off. I actually was fading last week. Uh, was to, is Tony Finau, and he may be chalky. I don't care. Again, I like him at ninety three hundred. You look at his course history here. He's been fantastic. I mean, he hasn't finished outside of the top twenty the last four years that he's played here. Really outside of the top twenty five out of the last five years, he's gained thirty eight strokes on the field. 
He is definitely checking the boxes when you look at the stats. Uh, 11 strokes gain off the tee, seventh in ball striking. He's uh, seventh in greens and regulation, top 20 in scrambling. Um, obviously always has plenty of distance. And I think, you know, like he doesn't have um, – he, he's, he's a guy that just – I don't know. I just feel like – I don't know. I lost my train of thought. Spot? I lost my train of thought. We're off like, to a raging oh, start. Here is where I was going to. And you were like, before the show, you were like, let's make this show crisp, crisp and clean. Well, uh, it's not crisp rails. and clean so far. But anyway, here's what I was going to say. His form isn't that great. I did like what he did last week, by the way. He did finish T14, even though I was fading him. Um, but the form hadn't been great. But I do like some Finau this week. My fade, here's where it gets a little bit interesting, is Sun JM. Don't like him. I don't like him at 9,100. Look, actually, the price I don't care about. Yeah, look, I was about to say, what are you telling me? But you know what? He was T52 here last year. He is 107th in the field in scrambling. He's 87th in driving distance. I just don't like, uh, just not not a big fan of Sung JM this week. Yeah, I mean, he's not a super bomber, but he he hits it plenty long. Like, he, he hits it plenty long to me. He better score a... on that. I will say this. He better score on that north course when he gets it. Otherwise, if he if he if he let's just say if Sung J M plays, I, don't, I haven't seen the tee times yet, but if he's playing the North Course on Thursday and he doesn't get off to a good start, um, well, that's everybody. Jeez, I mean, like you're going to be sweating everybody on that. One no, but I think there's some people that could come back and play well on the that North. It's I, it's like it's like I got the question last week a lot about the Stadium Course and you know do I want to avoid a guy who's starting off on the Stadium Course? Well. Not really, even though it's the toughest course, because we saw some people score, I mean, like, just kill that course. So it just depends on style, and, and different styles. I mean, there's th- these courses are way different when it comes to style of play, I think. So, well, and when weather isn't a factor, I don't really think it matters that much. You know, there, there's something to be said of, hey, if I can go out there on Thursday, grind away on the tough course, and, and come in where I need to come in and then know the next day I'm going low. I'm going low, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go make the cut. Rather than, you know, I kind of crap the bed on the easy course day one and then I got to go to the second course knowing how low I got to go when it's tough. I don't know. So Yeah. Um, now, on the other hand, like if Sun JM gets the, it gets the south on Thursday and doesn't play well, whew. I, I like just that course could kill him, I think. It's just hard to pass up on that value for Sung Jay. You're going to get a cut maker. You know, that's the one thing we didn't talk about. Like, with the strength of this field in DFS, I mean, this is a big boy field here. Like, I'm not – there are some guys in the 6K that, that I'm, I'm interested in, but I'm very much – I'm you know, a yeah. I could I'm, there yeah. I want to I want experienced tour players and yeah. yeah. I'm totally in agreement on that. I, I think the cream rises to the top here. Um, you know, don't get caught up in the Andrew Landry story of last week. This is a very different golf course, a very different golf tournament, different field. This is not this is not a pro am. You know, <laughs> like this is not the same thing um, as as what we saw last week. So I think the cream rises to the top, and and for 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 the value that Sung Jay is at 9100, I, I can't pass that up. All right, let's get to the 8K range. Um, I'm gonna go with a couple guys here that I think may be again kind of kind of pivot plays. Um, not to say that I don't like a couple of these other guys in this range, but I think my two favorite for tournaments. I'm gonna go with Colin Morikawa at $8,900. Um, you know, Scotty Scheffler being right there. Now, listen, I don't I don't dislike Scotty Scheffler. We were all over him last week. He paid off. 
Um, but I think in terms of tournaments, I think it's worth considering a pivot to Colin Morikawa, uh, an equally talented young player and, and somebody who's also in an incredible form. He's a West Coast kid. I think that's going to be something that's a little different. You know, Scotty's not a West Coast boy. Um, may not be, you know, we don't have enough data yet to see how he performs on POA, but POA may not be the most friendly surface to old Scotty, but I'm sure that it's something that Colin is quite familiar with. So I like that on Morikawa, and I like the pivot from Scheffler. Uh, and then right below Scheffler, my next play in tournaments is going to be Cam Smith, coming off, uh, you know, coming off his victory at the Sony. Uh, he's got a great record here his last three attempts. He's finished 9th, 20th, and 33rd. He's an incredible scrambler, one of the best scramblers on the PJ Tour, and actually sixth in this field in strokes game putting on POA over the last 100 rounds is Cam Smith, a good ball striker. Um, so I, I think Cam is, is another good one. I think Scheffler is going to soak up some ownership. Maybe Jordan and Snedeker pull a little bit of ownership too, and maybe Smith and Morikawa are forgotten. Maybe not. Maybe Smith ends up being a little chalky. Everybody was excited to play Morikawa in the beginning of the year, so maybe I'm wrong. But I like both of those guys. Uh, and my favorite play in this range in cash is Cameron Smith. So uh, I'll be rolling with him. My fade in this range, and I alluded to it maybe in the intro, is Snedeker. Um, and there's a couple reasons for this. The weather is going to be too good. We already talked about this. The weather is too good. Snedeker is on record talking about how much he loves playing in, in, in tough conditions. Also how much he loves POA green surfaces, which reflects in the stats. He's an incredible POA putter over, over his career. Uh, he's an elite scrambler on the tour, so he has those things going for him. But he is almost dead last in strokes gain par fives and driving distance. Um, and he's middle of the pack at best in greens and regulation. And so the ball striking's not there. And here's one difference, and it's very subtle, but I think it's a difference. You mentioned the north course is now bent grass. That's one less round that he has on POA. Now, he's not as great on bent grass. And I know that's just one round, but, you know, in years past, he had four rounds on a POA surface here. Now he's got three. That's probably worth a stroke, maybe a stroke and a half on Snedeker, which could be the difference in making the cut or not making the cut, or returning value if he's chalk or not returning value if he's chalk. So I think Snedeker, with all the course history, I think you fade Snets here. This is too good a weather for him. Uh, the ball striking isn't there. And one less round on POA. There you go. Cheers. Wow. Um, all right. So as different as this, this 9K and 10K range was, it's almost completely opposite. My two favorite plays were, were Colin Morikawa and Cam Smith. I was surprised wow. you. I was surprised you. Total threw Cam. agreement. I thought you were gonna. I you thought totally you totally redeemed yourself. I thought you were gonna go Morikawa, which I understand. I was a little surprised you were. You gonna go back to the well with Cam Smith, or I? I went back to the well because. So maybe actually, we're wrong. Maybe they're gonna be chalk. Cam Smith could be. Why? Because I said it. No. Well, I mean, like the fact that both of us were on it. Like I don't. I'm just saying maybe. I, I just. I don't know. I kind of felt like everybody would be like, "Oh, give me more Scotty Scheffler." But maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. Well, I'm going to switch now because I'm going to make Cam Smith my cash play because he was going to be a GPP. Um, and I'm going to make this guy, who is not in really great form, but is checking a lot of boxes, Billy Horschel at 8,100. I'm going to throw him in as a tournament play. You know, definitely a, a great ball striker. He... he 
I mentioned driving accuracy. Now, look, I, I do think it's a small thing. It's not like, I, you know, something I'm, I'm like 100% looking at. But I do like accurate drivers of the ball this week. And he's 21st in the field. He's 18th in par 5 scoring. He's, you know, he's not that long off the tee. Um, but I just think this could be – I mean, he is – he is he's decently long. But he's not like that. But – I don't know. I just think Billy Horschel could be a, a decent play this week. And you look at his tournament history here, and it's not all that bad. I mean, he was uh, he's gained 17 strokes over the field over his last four times playing here. He finished T8 in, 16, in 2016. He was T8 the last year. So, obviously, he's played this course well in the past. I think Horschel could be a good GPP play coming off of a, a week where he burned everybody, and his ownership's going to certainly oh. be low. So, I do like some Horschel. I think he'll be a good tournament play. My fade is going to be... Joaquin Neiman, yes. Going to fade some Neiman this week at 8,600. He finished T72 in his only start here. Looking at stats, he is 135th in the field in, in putting on Poa Greens over the last 100 rounds. He's 117th in driving accuracy. He is 102nd in scrambling. Everybody loves some Neiman. I like Neiman. I'm a big fan, but I feel like the ownership is certainly going to be you know higher than it should be. I will fade Joaquin Neiman, which is you know trying to get a little bold there with that one, and uh, I know I know there's going to be some haters of that one, but I I like that as a fade. By the way, I just got to mention we got Jordan Spieth in this range back in the yeah. field. Um, I don't think we can we can't avoid just at least talking about him at 8500. I thought you might actually get him in the 7K range, but we're getting him at 8500. And guess what? I'm probably going to be suckered into throw him into a lineup because he's probably, he's going to be like three percent owned. I know three four percent owned is my guess, and nobody wants to play him. He does. He's a great putter. I mean, look on Poa historically he is a good putter, but so one there's going to be a lineup with him. I'm just not going to be able to avoid putting him in at least one lineup. Here's what we know about Jordan. And, and I, there are things I like about Jordan. There are things I don't like about Jordan. I don't like how whiny he is on the golf course, okay? Uh, but here's what I do know about him and like about him. He is absolutely one of the most fierce competitors when he's on the golf course um, that is out on the PGA Tour. He doesn't look like much of a competitor, but he is. You know, he's uh, not, he certainly is. He's not yeah. Brooks. He's not, you know, uh, Swag Cat DJ, or he's not, you know, Bryson and his buffed-up self. But Jordan is a competitor, and you got to know that in this offseason, he is tired of hearing about how bad he sucks. He is tired of not being at the Hero, at the President's Cup, at the Century Tournament of Champions, at all these events he's been used to playing. I, I feel like Jordan is going to have a better year. I mean, obviously, it's hard to have a much worse year given his talent, his ability. But I do think there's a spot where Jordan comes out of nowhere and, and, and makes some people regret not playing him. I don't know if that's this week. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. But that's just my two cents. I think I think at some point he's gonna he's gonna roll with it. If you're a Jordan fan and you like pulling for the guy, then play him. Like play him in a in a GPP. Like, that, that's part of what this is all about. So I'll go with that. Um, I do want to have give a slight break in the action here to talk about one contest coming up for the Masters, Pat. I'm really excited about it. We are local Augusta boys, born and raised right here in Augusta, Georgia. We love doing Masters contests every year, and we have a contest that's running starting right now through Masters, or actually two Masters, um, and it's, it's, it's a great deal for everybody. Everybody can get involved in this, and it is from our friends at mybookie.ag. 
If you are a current mybookie.ag account holder and you signed up under our promo code TORJUNKIES, or if you've not done so and you become a mybookie account holder under our promo code TORJUNKIES, uh, you qualify for this contest. Now, if you are a newcomer, you have to go to mybookie.ag, use promo code TORJUNKIES. When you sign up, you get a 50% deposit bonus, all right? So you actually get three really cool things here. A 50% deposit bonus, a $10 free master's bet, and an entry into this contest or a, a way to win this contest. Um, you have to deposit at least $50 for this to be active, okay? So there you go. Now, here's the contest for current and new MyBookie contest winners. If you hit any bet at 20 to 1 or more or longer between now and Masters Week on any sport or religion or politics or anything that you can bet on at MyBookie, if you create a parlay and you hit it, it does. I don't care what you do. If you hit anything at 20 to 1 or greater, you get thrown into the pot to win uh, $500 in Masters merchandise. So you're like, boys, I can't make it to the Masters this year, but I'd love to go shopping. Guess what? We will do the shopping for you, and we will ship it to you $500 in Masters merch. All you got to do is hit a 20 to 1 bet or greater. Now, if you hit multiple 20 to 1 bets in this time frame, you get more entries, all right? If only one of you does this the whole time, then guess what? You win. If 10 of you do it, then we're going to draw a name at random live. It will be a lot of fun. We'll do that just before Masters Week. Um, but that's how you do it. So current mybookie.ag account holders who signed up under Tour Junkies, new ones who sign up using promo code Tour Junkies and deposit at least $50. You got to hit any bet at 20 to 1 or greater. You can bet $5. You can bet a dollar. You can bet $100. I don't care. But when you hit the bet at 20 to 1, you got to send us a screenshot of your ticket ID. You can DM it to us, email info at tourjunkies.com, DM on Instagram or Twitter. Whatever you want to do, you just got to show it to us. We'll, we'll check it with our MyBookie folks and make sure you're a TJ person and you get entered into the contest. $500 in Masters merch. $500. That's a pretty sweet deal. That is just the first contest that we're going to talk about tonight. we got another one coming up later that we'll talk about with the Players Championship for all you players out there. Pat, I'm excited about that. That's going to yeah. be a fun contest. Let's let's get your betting prowess going. You know, okay. if you're smart, you're gonna you're gonna tail my picks on DB's big balls betting card. And you're gonna hammer that. But twenty to yeah. one, that's not hard. You can hit twenty to one bet. Yeah, that's easy. I mean, Cam Smith's forty to one on my bookie right now. Uh, I like that. Colin Moore Cow was thirty to one, I think. So yeah, you can do that. When did you, you get that seven K? That cup you're drinking out of, dude. Have this thing that? is old. I've had this for four years, and I. I don't I know why it's the first time I've ever seen you drink well, out of it. Well, this is the first time I've ever used it because uh, it's big, so I can it's do my... It's so I huge. This will handle me all the way through the, the Tour Junkies After Dark show. See, that's so. what I need. See, people like it. They see me fill, refilling a lot, but I have the, like this tiny Master's Cup. And well, that's I have your to... freaking problem. No shit, Sherlock. Why don't you, what, you got one of these, or you don't have like a Tour Junkies one, but you have a Yeti. Yeah, but we had complaints of like ice jiggling, and the Yeti hasn't mixed... Like so, I'm done with it. If you complain over ice jiggling in the microphone and you listen to us, I don't even know why you're still listening to us. I don't. That doesn't even make sense. But like, I'm barely like microphone's way over here. I'm drinking right here. If that sets you off, then we were probably going to run you off anyway. I'm sure at some point. You're probably right. You're probably right. All right, so we're going to talk about the 7K range. I don't know. This is a. I'm not a. I had a lot of trouble here in the 7K range. Um, 
But I'm going to start uh, with a guy I love in this range, and that is Lanto Griffin at 7,900, a guy who's just been fantastic lately. I think he is a cash and a GPP play. I, I just love him. I mean, the guy's been just lights out. He's checking the boxes across the board. I mean, you, you know, ball striking, scrambling. He's 22nd in the field in driving distance. He's second in the field in par-5 scoring. I mean, Lanto Griffin is a guy that you want to play and just just cash, GPP, love him. I, I mean, and he's in great form. So I will play all – I'm just all about some Lanto at 7,900. Also, Harris English at 7,400. Checks a box as well as in recent form. He's got he's got good course history here. You look at um, let's see, uh, you look at his last uh, five times playing here. He did miss the cut last year, but T eight in two thousand eighteen, top fifteen in two thousand seventeen, T thirty one in sixteen, and second place in two thousand fifteen. Harris English is also fourteenth in the field in strokes gained putting on Poa Greens over the last hundred rounds. Um, and so I like him. I like him here as English. Another guy I'll throw out there at the bottom of this range. Now, I know this guy in great recent form. I don't. I just. I don't think he's. He's. He's really not a guy that's popping for you lately. And he's missed the last two cuts at this event. But before that, he finished T28, T18, and T11 at 7,000 Johnny Vegas. I like some Vegas this week uh, with his course history. And then you look at the stats for old Johnny Vegas. Uh, you know, he checks the box in, let's see, second off the tee, eighth in ball striking, 11th in driving distance, 10th in par five scoring. I do like some Johnny Vegas. And, you know, despite his sort of spotty recent form, he did finish T55 last week at the American Express. So kind of a cheap, low-option, low-owned GPP play. I do like some Johnny Vegas. Everyone is going to be tempted to play some Keegan. And I just... I got I to gotta talk about Keegan. Okay. I want to I wanna play him this week. And I need, <laughs> I need the people... I need the people <laughs> okay, out, well, out there out there that's to... That's because you're a course history whore. That's why. No, um, no, no. He... He's played. He's played well recently. I mean, he's he was T12 at the Sony Open. He did miss a cut before that. He's checking boxes. What what I boxes mean, is he checking? Actually, no, he's not checking boxes. Yeah, so he's, he's not checking, checking boxes. any boxes. <laughs> so he's not checking boxes. He's checking a box. He's checking a damn box. So um, that right there, maybe that's the one reason I won't play some Keegan, and then I mean, watch him win. I think he, maybe I mean, you bet him. What do you what do, what do you got? What do you get Keegan at on my bookie? Do you have it? Up? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you throw like a little half uni, a little half uni on Keegan, and then you forget him in DFS. Because if he, anyway, a chalky Keegan is never a Keegan that you want. Never. All right. And here's the guy though that I want to fade this week, and he burned me. I didn't mention him on the show. I played him as my one and done just because he just just he, he sucked me in. And that has been on at 7,700. Just, I'm not going to play him. Not going to play him. I think wow. people are going to be. I think people are going to be drawn to him because of that price. He had a huge price drop from last week, and I don't. I can't. I can't remember what his price was, but it was a big, pretty big drop. He is 125th in this field in driving accuracy. He is 150th. 50th. There are 156 guys in this in this field. He is 150 in strokes gained putting on Poa Greens over his last 100 rounds. Been on, you burned me last week, and you know what? I just can't play you, so I'm going to fade you this week. Okay. 
Well, I could not agree more on Lonto and Harris English. I do think uh, I think both will be pretty chalky in the 7K range, but there's a lot of names here, so it could get a little diluted. You could still play them. Um, for the sake of being a little different, I will uh, I'll switch it up. But Lonto and English were both guys I like. I'll go ahead and roll with Lonto and Cash. I think he's a lock in Cash for sure. Um, but I'm gonna go back to the well with Bud Colley, who I talked up last week, and uh, he you know finished fourth, had a fantastic week, but old Bud did. Uh, checks a box in par five, screens and regulation, scrambling, stroke scan around the green. Finished 13th here last year, 25th a year before uh, in 2016. He's only made he's only missed one cut out of his last four attempts here. Um, so I think Collie's interesting at 7600. I also think it's interesting. This is kind of your this is kind of like your Billy Horschel play. I think it's going to be interesting to go back to the well on old Kokrak and just see just see just see what happens. Now, if you look at last week, okay, because Kokrak checks all the boxes okay and he, and he checks the boxes this week if you if you look at kokrak he he's uh he checks the box in par five greens and regulation driving distance the only thing he doesn't do he doesn't scramble well and he doesn't putt well but that's always that's short term and long term he does not scramble well he does not putt well when you look at the amex last week he was almost neutral strokes gained off the tee which is rare for him usually he's gaining strokes strokes off the tee he was less than a stroke lost in approach which is unusual normally he's in the positive he lost strokes around the green which is typical and he was like half a point over on putting which is actually better than normal okay but he hasn't played since november shaking the rust off getting the the the, the driver and the and the, the the irons worked out and he wasn't horrible like it wasn't like oh my god he lost six strokes with his irons he was absolutely terrible he was actually pretty close to neutral and and almost made the cut and came back on saturday and the thing that he did the worst which is scrambling is the thing he always does the worst at yet despite that he still has a decent record here with a 20th last year a 25th in 2016 and one missed cut in 2017 so i think kokrax is an interesting tournament play at 7700 and then finally i'll give you a low owned guy a, a lower price guy as well right there it's actually a good keegan pivot you know I'm a sucker for some Matt Jones. You know, won the Australian PGA over the fall, finished here, uh, 13th here last year, 31st back in 2016. Um, you know, f the form is there. And and here's the deal too, Matt Jones, tremendous par five score, number three in the field in par fives. Checks the box in driving distance. He's a bomber. He can scramble well too. He's 14th in this field in strokes gained around the green over the last 50 rounds. I think Matt Jones is an interesting pivot. Um, in terms of fades, I mean, Molinari's a fade, $7,900. It's an easy fade, but it's a fade. He checks zero boxes, and he's in horrible form, um, and he really has no great history here to poor, speak of. I mean, it hadn't been guy. terrible, but it's... He was on huh? top of the world. He <laughs> was, up All the way up until the Masters of last year. He was. Yeah. Um, so there you go. I mean, in terms of my bookie, Lanto's at 60-1. to 1. That's something I'm looking at. English is 80-1. to 1. Now, you know, DB's Big Balls betting cards is known for, for having some triple-digit guys on there, but this is definitely a week where I think I'm going to be a little shorter. Um, just because we mentioned, this is, I think this is a week where the cream rises to the top. So I don't know how many guys over 100-1 to 1 I will have, but Jones does interest me at 140-1 to 1 on my bookie. 
Uh, maybe an each-way bet there if you can get a top five each way. But Lonto and English are a couple that I'm lining up to to potentially be on, uh, on, uh, yeah, on my on my big balls betting card. So okay. there you go. Um, you ready to get into the 6K range? Let's hit that real quick, and then we yeah. have first of all life-changing uh, information we want to share. Another contest we want to share. Another big Tour Junkies announcement. Do you do not want to stop listening to this after we make the picks? There's a ton of information coming. So, 6K guys, Pat, I know we both said we'd probably not really flirt too much with a lot of guys in the 6K, but if you were going to, who are you on right now? Well, I'm going to give you a couple guys. Now, I'm going to start with uh, Matt Naismith, who we mentioned last week. Um, we were both on him, and he, he came through for us. I think he can play him again. I mean, he's at 6,600. He's definitely a bomber. I mean, he's ninth in this field in driving distance. Dri- driving distance? Driving distance. And uh, anyway, he's in great form, so I like some Matt Naismith at 6,600. Carlos Ortiz at 6,900. He was a guy I kind of got on late last week um, and did make the cut. I was sweating it a little bit, but I do like some Carlos Ortiz. He finished. He is fifth in the field in putting uh, on POA over the last 100 rounds, so I like his form. He's made a lot of cuts lately. He's 11th in the or. Is that 11? It's either 11th or 17th in the field in scrambling. He is checks a box in driving distance, par 5 scoring. You look at his last three times playing here. He did miss a cut last year, but before that he finished 49th and an 11th place finish a few years ago. So I think Ortiz could be a little bit interesting there at 6,900. Last guy I'll give you, C.T. Pan, 6,700. Now, not a guy we ne- necessarily know is like a big bomb or anything like that, but... And we haven't seen him lately, but he finished T11 at the OHL Classic in Mexico, which is his last start on the PGA Tour. Um, checks a box in scrambling and also par 5 scoring. He's made the cut the only three times he's played here where he's finished 66 last year, 35th the year before, and 2nd the year before that. So C.T. Pan, I like him at 6,700. I think he could be a... Just sort of a sneaky, uh, low-owned guy here in this in this 6K range. So there you go. Uh, totally agree with you on Ortiz. He was a guy I was kind of looking at. I'll go a guy who has horrible record here but really checks some boxes is Harold Varner III. Great mm-hmm. par 5 scorer, great scrambler. I think he's interesting at 6,900. Um, I'm going to go right right back with you with Matt Naismith. Uh, really proud of that call last week and the Chase Seifert pick last week. Um, and then finally, I'll give you a guy that I, I, I started looking and I was like, dang, he's popping again. And I kind of felt like I, I shouldn't mention him again. People are going to be like, oh, you're such a homer for this guy. Or, you know, what are you doing? But Henrik Norlander is popping again. He is. He's, and, he's you know, six, he's very accurate off the tee, which I like. Extremely accurate. Great ball striker. Has the distance. He is number two in this field over the last 50 rounds in strokes game par five scoring uh, and number seven in this field in greens and regulation over the last 24 rounds. Now, listen, he's not a great putter, not a great scrambler, but he's a ball striker. So, you know, if, if he has a decent week ball striking and he can get on these greens that are small, uh, maybe some putts come in. Did not finish well at the Amex, but made the cut. But a T ninth at the Sony, a T fifth at the RSM. It's just tough for me to fade Norlander right now at that price. I think if you're going to go that low, I think Norlander's worth a shot. And then Chase Seifert down there below him is also in really hot form right now. So 
it'll be interesting. I'm not sure if I'll end up with these guys in lineups when it comes time to make a lineup, but if you're playing in a big GPP and you're want you want to do some mass, you know, some mass entry stuff, I, I get it. You know, I, I think I might roll with some of these guys. But if you're doing three max single entry, you know, cash for sure, I, I wouldn't go here. I just I don't I don't think it. It's not the same week as last week. That's what I'll say. Just keep remembering that it's not the same week. All right, Pat. Anything else to add? No, that's all I got. Um, I can't wait to hear this advice that I I need in my life. All right, here's the deal. Um, I just feel like I feel honestly. I feel a I feel a burden. A, a burden or a calling? Is this a calling or a burden? No, I feel a I feel a burden to to bring this to the attention of our listeners. Um, because I feel like it is, I feel like it's, I feel like it will give life. I feel like it will change perspectives. I feel like it will, um, you know, part of what, part of why we do this, Pat, is not just to try to give some good picks and have some fun with our, you know, ourselves and and try to make people money and ourselves money. But we do this to to make people laugh, man, to make people enjoy life and something that is in the world that will allow people to enjoy more life and laugh that a lot of people don't know about. Siwoo Kim is on Cameo. (laughs) Yo. (laughs) Siwoo Kim is on the Cameo app. He's gone all up in our life this last week. He's all over Cameo, and let me just tell y'all, it is the funniest (laughs) stuff you have ever seen. If you... If you are depressed, if you, if you are in a fight with your wife, if you are if you are mad at yourself, no free ads for Cameo. You don't even have to have an account. You just go on Cameo and you type in Siwoo Kim or golf, and you can watch Siwoo Kim Cameo videos. And for only twenty five dollars, you can have one made. And Siwoo. We'll return that thing to you in about three days. And I just feel like the people need to know that that's out there. Because as regular golf consumers, <laughs> you know, who watch Siwoo Kim. <laughs> we can provide examples of our person. I can provide two personal examples for me over the last week, which may have brought, obviously brought on this, this whole conversation. <laughs> Dude. Okay, hold on. We have some people on YouTube going, what the hell is Cameo? Okay, Cameo is an app, is a website where celebrities, or there's a very loose term, if, if you're not watching on YouTube, air quotes. Loose. Very loose. By the way, Snoop Dogg is the top celebrity on there if you're going by okay. price per Cameo. But All right, ahead. Cameo is where celebrities and influencers or whoever can get on there and they will record a video for you if you pay them money. They will record a personalized video for you, and you can get a video. So, if you want, so actually, we found out about Siwoo Kim about a week ago, and <laughs> Pat's buddies uh, in his fantasy football league found out about it, and they paid Siwoo Kim twenty-five dollars on this website to record a video for Peppery Peppery. <laughs> and, and you can go and actually watch Siwoo's video to Pep Harry on Cameo right now. And he, so, so you can say, hey, Siwoo, I want you to tell Pat that, you know, 
he sucks at fantasy football and he should go, you know, run in front of a pickup truck or whatever you want to tell him. And Siwoo Kim will look in a phone camera and record it and send it to you for $25. Now, you also have, like, some, some hoes out there, some 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 hoes that want to, that people will pay money to send their buddy a happy birthday or whatever. You got, like, uh, you got, yeah, you got Brett Favre will do a cameo. It's a great like, idea. It, all these you got different Favre. things. You right? got, it, like, scrolling through the people on, on uh, cameo that can, I mean, there's so many ideas for stuff that you could use in your personal lives because there's like I know you all have your 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 groups that you're on your text groups your whatever yeah. that where there's yeah. some guy some celebrity there's maybe yeah. an inside joke you're gonna be able to find it you're gonna be able to find it and get them to do a cameo it's gonna be great for your Dude. this is this is gonna change your life it's I didn't know what you, I didn't know what you were gonna say but it is it's life changing it really is <laughs> like as far as like just screwing with your friends or having fun or doing whatever it's the best 25 bucks listen you can blow 25 bucks a lot of different ways and there is no better way to blow it than having (laughs) Siva Kim record a cameo (laughs) for one of your boys It, it is freaking hilarious but you don't even have to pay money to go and watch the cameos that he's recorded so you could go right now on cameo.com Search Siwoo Kim and watch the video that Pat's buddies paid him to do for Papari. <laughs> it's the best. It is just the best. I don't know any other. I looked at other golf people that are on there, and it's mostly just golf hoes that are on there. Like Luke Donald's on there, and he charges two hundred dollars for a cameo. Two hundred dollars? Who's paying two hundred dollars for a Luke Donald cameo? But anyway, twenty five dollars for Siwoo Kim to me improves your mental health. It he knows improves. how to market. He knows his his price value right there. Twenty five dollars. I mean, he he can knock out ten of those videos. Whereas you know, Luke Donald's sitting there trying to get two hundred dollars, and nobody's wanting to get Luke one. Luke is an idiot. Who's going to pay yeah. two hundred dollars for Luke? What, what is this? Nineteen ninety nine. What are we doing here? I'm not paying two hundred dollars for Luke Donald. Oh God, you guys got to You guys got to go check it out. I know we over dramatize that. We may have oversold it, but that's how important it is. You got to go watch to see with Kim. Go ahead and, hey, go get him to do a video. Because we the last thing we want is him to be like, oh, nobody wants me. And then he quits doing it. No, no, no. We, we need him to keep going. So give him some business. Oh. <clears throat> All right. Uh, oh, oh, you know what I forgot? <laughs> the best part in at least two videos, <laughs> including the one of yours that he did for you. His smoke detector is going off in the background. <laughs> is it really? No, yeah. I didn't even notice that. I was watching it and I was like, you know, you know that horrible beep on your smoke detector? It's like it happens in the middle of the night and you can't tell which one it is, and it's like burr, burr, burr. it happened and I was like I'm like looking around like shit, I gotta figure out a smoke detector thing. <laughs> he probably <laughs> does that on purpose, I guess. And like then a- I pause and I go and I replay and it happens again. It happens in two videos in the background of his video, his smoke detector's going off. Mm. <laughs> he, he somebody needs to somebody needs to help Siwoo on checking the battery on that damn thing. That's Dude. why he's getting a beep. Oh, we don't want him at the burn unit, dog. We don't want him withdrawing for the burn no, unit. That's what I'm saying. Help him out. <laughs> By the way, is this what's making his golf game struggle? Hell, he shot 87 in the first round last week. So, <laughs> damn, he's doing too many damn cameo videos. He can't well, keep Well, you can thank him. your fantasy football boys for paying him to give you a message. Yeah. I can't even, uh, yeah. The, the fire alarm thing absolutely killed me. It made my dog bark. I was watching it. My dog started going ape shit. It was, it was terrible. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, it was. It's it's incredible. Fantastic. All right. Um, a couple more announcements, real quick, before we get to the chunk and run. We got a good chunk and run. We're going to talk about in the chunk and run a stat that we hate for using uh, for predicting golf for. Um, for betting or DFS, a stat that we don't like and why we don't like it and why we don't think you should use it. It's going to be good. Um, all right, but before we get to that, uh, Pat, I feel like the listeners, especially those loyal, loyal listeners on YouTube, um, need to know that something big is coming to the Tour Junkies website in just a couple of weeks, probably less than a couple of weeks. Um, we're really excited about it. It is... Um, I don't know. Should we say it or should we? What should we do? Should we tease it? Should we say it? What do we do? I here? think you tease it a little bit. Why don't you tease, tease it? I would like to hear you try and tease it. I'm gonna tease it. Um, let's just say there's there's a hut. There is a hut. If you know what a hut is, it's like almost I like just a got vodka on my nose. Yeah, there's hut, a hut. hut. There's a hut. There's a hut. Like a hut, like a it, like a hut is something um, like you could say hut like football, or it's like a hut like like people live in or something like a little hut. And in this hut, there's a lot of nuts. Okay, so in this hut, you're gonna find some nuts, and you're gonna want to find you're gonna want to you know eat those nuts. <laughs> God dang. Maybe we should tell them so they don't think it's like some sort of gay. Porn anyway, I got edition. nothing left. Anyway, Adam Adam Olmstead said, "I'm half staff. Come on, tell me." I was trying to find I was trying to find a funny way to put this, but uh, anyway, right, well, go ahead and just say the whole thing. <laughs> All right, it's gonna be called Golby's Nut Hut. Okay, Golby is. Uh, the name of our mascot, uh, our squirrel, our squirrel mascot. And, you know, one of the reasons that we named him that was the idea of a blind squirrel, you know, finds a nut every now and then, which is the game of golf. If you play golf every now and then, you find a good swing, you rotate the face right at the right time, and you hit a good one. Or, you know, betting, DFS, trying to play this wild game of golf, every now and then you, you find a nut, and that's important. So we are opening up Golby's Nut Hut. It is going to be a membership uh, a behind the paywall membership. However, there will be no written content behind this paywall. There will be no video content. There will be a chat room that will be 24-7 for listener uh, engagement, communication back and forth. But also me and Pat will be in here all the time. We'll have a scheduled Wednesday night chat session where we will dump all of our, our, our caddy knowledge, our PGA Tour coach knowledge that we got on Wednesday night. We will... Um, we will share our thoughts from that have changed maybe from Monday night's recording of the podcast. We'll, we'll answer any questions. We'll, we'll have a great time. It'll be a fantastic thing that you can join and be a part of. And guess what? It's only $10 a month. Just $10 a month. Not $10 a week. $10 a month. It is that easy, that simple. And there's other, there's other benefits, too. There's, there's other benefits um, that we'll get to. Um, including, now that we've brought it up, if you're a member, we will do once a month a free cameo video for you where you can get me <laughs> or Pat doing a video to either yourself or a buddy, somebody who sucks at DFS, whatever. We'll do that. You get a discount, an ongoing lifetime discount in the, in the Tour Junkie shop. 
Uh, you get first access to our contests and other things we do. Awesome stuff. We would love for you guys to join and be a part of it. It's long overdue. We need a place where the community can communicate. And we don't want to do a bunch of content behind the paywall. We're not going to do models and rankings and articles and all that mess. We, didn't, we never wanted to do that. But we do want something where the, you know, the, the loyal TJ listeners can, can get the knowledge that we get from caddies and coaches uh, on Wednesday night. That's not guaranteed every Wednesday night, but a lot of Wednesday nights we'll get it, um, and it will be Golby's Nut Hut where we'll all gather and look for some nuts. It'll be a great and it time. won't go out to any. It won't be on any other platform. It will only be in only the on nut our website. House. Only yeah. on the nut. Only in the Nut Hut, and it is twenty percent off of all Tour Junkie swag. Not ten percent. Twenty percent off. Unbelievable. So we hope you guys all join. It's going to be a good time. Oh. Um, Finally, one more announcement, Pat, for the Players' Championship. We have an incredible deal also going on for the players that I want to pull up real quick. The 2020 Players' Championship is happening. Something that we have done the last two years, Pat, is we have been privileged enough to be in a skybox on number 17, the Island Green, number 17, uh, at TPC Sawgrass. We have been in there, and you get all-you-can-eat food, all-you-can-eat It's fantastic. It is beautiful. It is climate controlled, which AKA means air conditioning, which means you don't sweat your balls off. Uh, because if you've ever been to the TPC uh, Player Championship, even in March, it is hot as a hootenanny. So um, we have been there, and this year we are going to offer to a few select group of people, we have limited quantity here, um, a, a deal to attend the Players Championship in a Skybox suite on 17. For now, before everybody freaks out, it's seven hundred and ninety-five dollars a person. Okay, seven hundred ninety-five dollars, but that is actually a deal. When you go and shop this, we have a connection, and we will put you up in that skybox. All your food, all your alcohol, all day long, seven ninety-five per day per person. Okay, Thursday through Sunday. So you can buy one day, you can buy two days, three days, all four days, whatever you want to do. And we will pick a select few, probably four to six of you, to join us in one of, uh, on one of these days in the Skybox. And we will have a, a Tour Junkie Skybox at the 2020 Players' Championship. If you are interested, all you need to do is email us, info at tourjunkies.com, info at tourjunkies.com. First come, first serve. You have got to email us and let us know that you're going to be there. We have done it, again, last two years. It's been incredible. So there's, here's what I love about it, Pat. Do you remember doing this? One of my favorite parts is, in, is all the gambling that we can do because you're in the sky. Oh, it's great you, stuff. Yeah, like who's you, yeah. Yeah, you, closest you to see, the pen, whatever. Yeah, you who's can see get, 16 green. So you can see 16 green. So you can bet on 16 green. You can, we were betting on the first caddy to make it to 17T, the, the first player to make it to 17T, the uh, ball in the water. Balls in the water. Yeah, it was great. You're betting, I won a lot of those bets, by the way. Yeah, you're overlooking. I think I'm still owed some money. No, you're overlooking the lawn where like a lot of the, the people sit. So you got like, like we were betting on the first guy to stand up. You remember that? We were like picking guys yeah. out of the crowd that were like laying on the lawn and going, first guy to stand up. We were betting on that. We were betting on first guy to spot a, you know, a girl wearing a romper, like all kind of stuff. There's a lot of pretty people, by the way, yeah. in those boxes. We weren't doing that last <laughs> one, but other people were. 
it, yeah. it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, so it's not just that you get to watch the golf on 17. It's a lot of fun. We would love for you to do that, take part in that, and 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 hopefully you know we'll we'll pick four to six of you on a day to join us in the uh, in the skybox, and we'll have a grand time. Um, but yeah, you can buy Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You can buy uh, one ticket, seven ninety five a day, or you can buy a couple. But again, limited quantities. First come, first serve. Email info at tourjunkies.com. One more announcement. Please go to our YouTube page and watch the Junior Junkies video that we released and give it a thumbs up and share it. Uh, my kid is on there, and he needs to go viral. I need to get him a job. He needs to start earning his keep. He's nine years old. It's about time that he gets a yeah. job with the PJ Tour, the Golf Channel, something, because he loves golf, and he's freaking hilarious, and it's, it's just time. So I'm tired of paying his bills. So go to YouTube and do that for us. We'd appreciate it. Uh, the Junior Junkies You're videos not gonna... are hilarious. If you have kids, you need to show it to your kids. What'd you say, Pat? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I was wondering, you're not going to talk about the uh, PGA show we're going to be at this week? Oh, yeah. We're going to the PGA show. I leave tomorrow. Pat leaves tomorrow. We're going to be at the PGA show in lovely Orlando, Florida. Uh, it'll be a good time, you know. We'll track us on Instagram. We'll, we'll do some Insta stories. We'll do some. Uh, we'll meet up with some friends in the business, friends in the industry, show you some stuff that's going on. There's always some weird Asian stuff at the PGA show. We'll have a good time with that. There's always, like, some stupid doohickey that you thought you need and you don't. Um, that'll be fun. So follow us on Instagram at tour underscore junkies. Check that out. That'll be a good time. Me and Pat together is always a good time. It's always a good time. It's going to be great. I can't wait. If you're not following us on Periscope and have notifications set up, you may want to do that because most of the yeah. time when me and Pat get together, we will at some point do a live Periscope and then realize... And it will go oh, down. We, we, and then we it will, will delete go. it. So if you yeah. want to catch that... Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, are we good? Ready to go to the chunk and run? Yeah, let's Wrap go. this up. Let's go. Let's go. Um, all right. Which stat do you hate or don't think is any good when evaluating players for PGA, DFS, or golf betting? What's I feel like I feel like you should start. I feel like you should start with this. Okay, I'll start because I feel like you have. I don't know. I just. We need to get going. We need to get rolling, and I want okay, you to get... Okay, I, I, have, I have two, but I'm going to save one, because I think we should do this question again. I think for a lot of listeners, this would be something that, that would be interesting to, to, for them to hear. So I have two. I'm going to save one, and we're going to do this again in, like, a couple months. But I will go ahead and pick on your proximity stat. You knew that was coming. Um, I am not a fan of the proximity stat. And, and honestly, Pat, I'm not doing this to try to make fun of you. I'm honestly trying to do this to help you as a friend. You know what I mean? Like, as a friend, as someone who is somewhat invested in how you do on DraftKings or FanDuel or uh, how you bet on my bookie, I am actually invested in that. And as a friend, I want you to stop using the proximity stat because I think it is more – I'm about to use, I'm about to use a, very, a very technical term for uh, a lot of smart people. I think it is more noise – then signal. Here's here's the definition of proximity. It is total proximity feet gained, averaged over measured shots. Okay, so let me poke some holes in this. First of all, it's an average. Um, it is only on measured shots. Well, every stat's pretty much an average. But anyway, no. go ahead. 
It is only on measured shots with shot link. So if, if you follow this enough, you know that a lot of courses, a lot of events don't even have shot link. For example, this week, you will not have shot link on the north course. So if I'm dialed in on the north course this week, you will, ne you'll, you'll never know. If I was dialed in at the Century Tournament of Champions or the WGC HSBC or Mayakoba or the Open Championship, you will not know because they don't have shotling data or the Masters for that matter. It's, it's, not, it's not put into the shotling data. So you're missing a lot of shots, a lot of golf shots, okay? Plus, if you've ever been to a PGA Tour event and seen the people who operate ShotLink, they're basically Pat's dad. They're like 80 years old with nothing else to do. God bless them if they can actually spot the golf ball in the fairway at some point and happen to shoot it correctly. And if you followed Shot Tracker on your PGA Tour app, you know how drunk that thing is. So the fact that they even measure it accurately should be enough to tell you it's a lot of noise and very little signal. A guy could spray it all over the place for 18 holes, but stuff it twice and skew the numbers, okay? A, 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 guy, a guy could hit it to 45 feet all day long, but on a couple of short par fours, he hits it to five feet, and you're skewing the numbers. It, to me, it doesn't, overall, it doesn't reflect consistent iron play and ball striking. The other thing is to think about, guys don't play the same schedule or play in the same conditions. Think about tee time wave advantages. Even if you are playing the same golf course, tee time wave advantages, you know, wind, um, are the green soft? Are they, are they firm? Is the ball bouncing when it hits the green? Is it landing soft? Is it, is it hard to control the spin? Is it not hard to control the spin? And are we even playing the same golf courses where, where that, that stuff kind of matters? And, and obviously that applies to every stat. Which is one reason why, if you've noticed, you know, if you if you listen to DB in 2015 and 2016 when we first started, DB had a ton of stats. DB has definitely gone down in terms of how many stats I use. So, you know, all stats are kind of like that. Like, golf is just such a variable game. It's, it, they're playing different schedules in different conditions. I think that's a big deal. You could have a long hitter who may reach in two on a par five. The second shot from 240 yards that hits the green is measured towards their proximity. That may be 50 feet, where Andrew Landry and his short knocking self may lay up to 80 yards and then hit his wedge to eight feet. And now he looks like he's got better proximity. So I just think there's a lot of holes you can poke in it. I think there's a lot of noise and not enough signal to use the stats. Now, I know what Pat's trying to uncover in that stat, and I just think that either strokes gained approach or opportunities gained, which is a proprietary stat at Fantasy National, may be a better option. But, Pat, respectfully, as your friend, as your brother, I want you to stop using proximity. I can Don't be mad. I have a, a complete rebuttal to that, but go ahead. Go with your other ones I'm done. you hate. I'm done. You only had one stat was proximity? Yeah, we're only doing one stat. Just one. I Save the other like one because I, I have a second one. Save the other. All right, well, here, here, my rebuttal to that is this. Look, for one, when we started this, I am not the stat, stat guy. Like, let's get this straight. Like, anybody who's listened you, to us you from were day not, one, but I am not the stat it. guy. But You're kind I of like turning to, into it. No, I'm not. Not at all. 
As a matter of fact, I hate effing stats. As a matter of fact, if I could just throw out course history and form and everybody would love it, I'd be okay with that. But I do think there there is some value for stats. I will say that. Here's what I'll say. The one thing you don't recognize is that sometimes when you have a stat, like a strokes gained approach or a ball striking or whatever it is, strokes gained, whatever you want to say, Sometimes you then have to go narrow it down and add something else, add another level to that stat. And that's where I think proximity comes into play. I think when you look at strokes gained approach, well, let's add in proximity. Let's see the guys that may have great strokes gained approach. Let's let's take like a Ches Reavy, for instance, a guy who has great strokes gained approach stats, great greens and regulation stats. And then where is he on proximity? Is he top 10 on proximity on a, on a course with maybe greens that are small like we got this week where you got to, you know, you've got to hit it close to the pin otherwise you're off you you're not you you maybe then you're having to scramble. Then I may look at a proximity stat. So it's an outlier stat for me. It's not a major stat, it's an outlier. And I think that's what's key for me with proximity. It's never a stat that I'm looking at like that's the major stat, but it is one that's an outlier, and I think you, that there's certainly some value in that. You know, I think, you know, look, proximity is. There's a whole lot of different things you could say about it. You could you could talk about all the crap you just said with proximity. Well, you weren't even listening. I don't even feel like you. You, you probably didn't. If even the listen. guy, if a guy is consistently hitting it close to the pin. I think that's something you want to look at, and you know what? I don't yeah, care. Yeah, but that's not reflected I don't care in proximity. What, I don't care what Shotlink says on a day-to-day basis, because like most of the courses on tour actually do have Shotlink. Not right now, but if you go over the sixty-plus courses that we play on tour, I'm sure a majority we play of them sixty courses on tour or sixty tournaments. I mean, on tour, which is mostly sixty courses. There's so there's more than sixty courses actually. Then. For it, there's going to be shot link on most of them. So I don't think proximity is a bad stat at all. I don't, I don't think it's, you know, I don't, I don't see your issue with it. I like it. I think it's a good stat. Hey, by the way, we've already got a few emails on the Players' Championship. Really pumped to see that. Keep them coming. Okay, whatever. Right. What's the stat what? that you don't like, Pat? The stat that I hate is strokes gain T to green. I hate it. I mean, like, everybody wants to throw out strokes gain T to green. Like, okay, so-and-so was number one in the field in strokes gained tee to green last week because they won. Well, guess what? Everybody's good from strokes gained tee to green when they win. I fucking hate that stat. It drives me crazy. Like, I don't even care any reason to play. Like, I never quote strokes gained tee to green because you're Neither obviously... Do, but you're like a you good... I just hate it. But I don't... Why, ha- I, can you give us a reason, maybe? Because it's like... I feel like it's obvious. It's like saying that the, the sky's blue if they check the box and strokes gained tee to green. <laughs> Okay. You know what other stat I hate? He's a great win player. Fuck, I don't know if he's a good win player. <laughs> I mean, how do I know he's a good win player? Guess what we're getting on the podcast tonight? An explicit rating. <laughs> I mean, there's always stuff like he's a great win player. He's a great player on the ocean of whatever. I, on I'm, Pacific, I, but not the Atlantic. The, yeah, yeah, I can't stand right, well, that kind of shit. All right. Well, speaking of not being able to stand some stuff, the run portion of tonight's podcast, the uh, the, the non-golf-related stuff, is I wanted to know what are the three things that we bicker with our wives about that are Okay, little. this is where I got three from because I was thinking we were going with three yeah, stats. Yeah, yeah. The, the little things that you bicker with your wife about or the, you, like you get on to her about or she gets on to you, the little thing like the things in marriage, it's just like, God, it's mostly me. 
It's mostly for okay. me. It's me getting or, or she getting on to me, not me. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm pretty. All right, what, what what are those for you? Okay, so one of them for me is if anybody knows is listen to us. I am I'm the cook of our family. I, I love to cook. It's a it's a kind of a side. Gig very good for at me. it. You're very good at it. And I want to tell, tell you that on the record, you're very good. I appreciate that, but. Yeah. Like, if I make a slight change in something I've cooked, like even spaghetti or something, I may add some garlic. Oh, fuck garlic. <laughs> and so, it's it totally ruins it. And I'm like, drives me crazy. I'm like, I'm adding a, a spice here that's not even a spice. Like something that's like giving it a little more kick, and you hate it. And she, it drives me crazy because I'm like, I'm cooking for you. I'm cooking your dinner, and you're going to get mad at me because I did your dinner. Just because I changed it up a little bit. So that drives me crazy. Another thing, I have OCD. And when you change things up, I'm going to get mad. So I guess I will, I will get back on one thing I said. Don't don't just show up in the bed on the other side of the bed where I'm there for, you know, like I was there for 60 days in a row or more than that, maybe <laughs> a year in a row. And then all of a sudden, she'll a switch year in a row. She'll switch to the she'll switch to the other side of the bed. Oh, that's like, insane. That's I'm insane. like, what the? I'm what? I'm not even what? OCD, and that's insane. You yeah. have your side of the bed. I have my side. Of the bed. Yeah, the, the the sides of the Why bed would you are even there. Change that? She insane. does it. She changes it, and it drives me up the wall. Out of nowhere, she'll do it. It's crazy. Another thing is the power bill. <laughs> Can't wait for this one. I mean, there. This is like this is the invisible stuff. It's called. I call it the invisible stuff because <laughs> the invisible stuff. There'll be things that she will see that like I. She didn't notice that I cut off the the like. It's like I shut the power off to the house before I left. But if I didn't change something to do with the heating and air conditioner or whatever, like I I totally screwed up her power bill. Even though I cut off every single light. And her hair dryer that was running in the background, probably, and her, her whatever else. Like, I'd do everything in my power to cut, everything in my power to cut all the power. And she she gets on to me about the power bill. It drives me crazy. <laughs> okay, your turn. Uh, yeah, I think yours are better than mine. We should have ended on yours. All right, well, one of the things that I noticed that, that irritates me is on the stove... We have one of those stoves where there is one stove, well, there's one eye of the stove, front left, that is, it says on the stove in letters, quick boil. Okay. Oh, the quick boil. Yeah, I know the quick boil. Yeah, that means, hey, this mother eye gets hot as, real quick. Yeah, that's what that, that means. That one's hot. That one's hot. That one gets real hot. So, like, for example, you're cooking spaghetti, right? You have one pan or one, one, pot that is for boiling the water for the noodles and you have one pan that is for browning you know the ground beef and making the sauce you want the pan for the sauce and the ground beef on the regular eye at like a medium so you don't burn the ground beef or burn the sauce or get it bubbling and popping everywhere right you want to put the water that you're trying to what boil on the quick boil eye mm-hmm of course, why would you not? This woman will grab the regular pan and put the pan on the quick boil and the and the pot with the water that she's trying to boil on the regular boil. 
And then it gets mad when I'm like, babe, it says quick boil. Like, put the, but switch them and put this one over here where it says quick boil. <laughs> All right. I don't, Second I don't one, get it. Second one is I want music in the car. Now, I understand I have three kids. When I got three kids in the car, listening to music is a hard thing to do. But, like, if it's just me and her, we're on a road trip. I love a road trip. Me and her, girl, listen, I'm going to rap in front of you. I'm going to show you my, I'm going to show you the bars I got. I'm going to sing in front of you. I'm going to show you what I got. Let's sing together. Let's have a great time. Let's have the mood right. I want music in the car. And she should just go reach that knob. Just, just turn it on down. You know what I mean? Like, just, just turn it down. She wants to talk or sleep or something other than listen to music. So we fight over that. Finally, the thing that irritates me the most that is a small thing is when we go to a Mexican restaurant Mm -mm. and she orders a large queso. No. When she orders a large queso that is $8.95. Uh-uh. And I make a comment and she goes... I work my 40. I want to go. Okay. Yes, no. you do. But a large 8.95 queso is a principal issue. Now, my little girl who's 4, I love her and I will do anything for her and she loves queso, but I will not pay 8.95 for a queso when my pollo con crema is 7.95. I'm not doing that. And then these girls want to leave a third of the queso in the bowl to harden before Mm-mm. we walk out the door. Uh-uh, can, that's not happening. Can we at least order a small queso for five ninety five? Why do we gotta order the large queso? And why is it eight ninety five? It I can see your kitchen from my table. Like I am looking at your kitchen from my table, and you have a big. It pot takes that looks two like, extra pours for the large versus the small. It looks like a witch's a witch's pot. That you are just pour, putting a ladle into the thing, and you are charging me eight ninety five for that. Meanwhile, a chicken had to die to pay for my pollo con crema, and it is a dollar less. I do not understand it, and the large queso just sends it sends it sends me into a negative spot right off the bat, mm. right off the bat. And then they don't eat it; they don't eat the whole thing. Not, you, you, not so apparently you you suffered you you have the same I've thing. I've suffered happen? that before. I, I, this is what is what? Why do these women do this? It's just melted cheese. It's melted. It's, now it's good melted cheese. It is. I mean, it, I, is it is. It is. But I mean, get a small. Cheese. Get a small. Just get a. Can small. we get a small and then like, hey, you finish it and then lick the the bowl and now you want some more? Then yeah. we can get. You know what? Who has know ever? Who has ever run out of queso when they got a small? Well, who's it, ever run out of yeah? Who's ever if used they a if they're gonna use if they're gonna dig around it, dig around the bowl? Mm-mm. I mean, I guess if you're not getting an entree, if you're not getting an entree, yeah. But that's who doesn't get an no. That see, that's the thing. That's that's a whole nother realm. Mm, I'm with you there because we got chips, no. salsa, queso. There's all kinds of stuff coming uh, out. Oh, of the- oh, God forbid! Then they order like the guacamole clasera that they make at your at your at your table. That's like now that's good. That's good stuff. 
That's it's good stuff. It's delicious, though. but it's also a hundred dollars. I'm like, now if you're, if you're going with that and the double queso, <laughs> yeah, that's Shit. just two avocados right there and some onion. I mean, I don't know. All right, you might as well be Bill Gates. <laughs> oh, all right. That's the Tour Junkies podcast for the 2020 Farmers Insurance. Pat, I said I wanted it to be crisp. I don't know that it was crisp, but it was good. All right. Tiger's back. Jordan's back. Golby's Nut Hut is on the way. Y'all better, y'all better listen up. May your screens be green. May your screens. I think I said green. May your. <laughs> Let's go do the DraftKings After Dark show on YouTube right, right now. Let's go. All right, may your screens be green. See ya!